Welcome to the Mile High Church Podcast. So happy you're here with us. We're looking forward to hosting a workshop on Friday, November 4th with wonderful, amazing international speaker, Rhonda Britton. If you want to up-level your sense of self-worth, to have a greater sense of acceptance of everything about you and your life to go out into the world with, you'll want to be with us. You can purchase tickets at milehighchurch.org. Look forward to having you with us. Uh, so great to have everyone here. Thanks for watching us online. We're wrapping up our uh, adventure in faith uh, today. So grateful to share the stage with you. Thank you. Michelle, we've been leading with light, living from your inner constellation of truth. Uh, I want to thank our committee, uh, especially Aluna Chen, who did our reading today. I want to thank all of our practitioners for leading the groups, uh, for everyone participating in our small groups, uh, for everyone who uh, put up with our sermons and our talks. We're really <laughs> grateful to you. And uh, we don't get to do this enough. Just a quick shout out to uh, all the incredible people who create graphics for Mile High Church, our, our lead uh, graphic director, Lindsay Portencazo, so grateful to her. She works as hard as any of our staff members here to make this place great. Uh, really grateful to Eva Thinky. Uh, and to Lana Fujimoto, who created all of our uh, small group materials. And so they put on tons of time. And our last talk, with a little Halloween vibe to it, Michelle, yeah. uh, is uh, seeing in the dark. Yes. And how can we lead with light in challenging or uncertain times? And how really, I think our talk, as I heard at the first service, is really about how we can take any darkness, any concern, and, and turn it into light mm -hmm. uh, by really looking at it with curiosity, uh, by remembering the truth of who we are, and by utilizing all of those soul powers uh, to bring that light into life in more emphatic ways. Uh, and one of my favorite spiritual teachers is the great Nasruddin uh, from the Islamic tradition. He probably didn't really exist, but there's a lot of legends about him, uh, lots of jokes, because he likes to teach spirituality through doing stupid things, which is uh, my summation for my own ministry. And uh, one day, Nasruddin uh, is talking with a group, and he's boasting, because he's a great mystic, and yet he's foolish. And he says, I can see in the dark. And one of his buddies says, well, um, Nasrud, and then, then how come I always see you when you're walking at night carrying a lantern? Well, of course, I wouldn't want anyone to bump into me, Nasrud replies. <laughs> and they're corny jokes, but there's spiritual truth in them, uh, including this one, that when we're faced with challenging times, it's not always the best time to boast about our spirituality, because sometimes it's best just to remember and to, and to leave it unsaid. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to explain. My, my wife, April, who currently directs our preschool here at Mile High Church, she uh, has a rule for, for, for life, which is if you can't explain it to a child, it's not the whole truth. <laughs> which I really like. It works good for spirituality. It works good for social issues and politics as well, if you're testing things out with your kids. But the, the truth about our kids as well uh, is that there's so much we don't need to tell them, mm -hmm. that they already know innately about their spirit, about their truth. And when facing the unknown, sometimes it's best, first and foremost, to, to, to go within, mm -hmm. to go within that light within us and to, and to be silent for a while, to be quiet, to withdraw and to your own light. St. Francis of Assisi uh, was known to be the patron saint of animals because his favorite group to do a sermon to were the birds. 
He would give sermons to the birds. He would walk into the middle of a flock and he would declare, may the Lord bring peace upon you. And he was always thrilled with it. He didn't fly away, which is true for me as well after 10 minutes of a sermon to not see everybody scatter. This sermon's for the birds. Right. right. (laughs) That was good. That was good. Uh, But there's something, and we've all experienced that when you're with your pet taking a walk in nature, when you're in that silent meditation, when we, we touch what we call the, the, the stillness, we get in touch with that light. And in my experience, it gives us so much of what we need for walking in the dark, whistling in the dark, uh, being willing to have that courage to take those extra steps that can give us what we need. I love something the British writer Coventry Patmore, I did not make up that name. He said, uh, to, to those that wait, All things reveal themselves, provided that they have the courage not to deny in the darkness what they have seen in the light. You know, what important reminder to not see ourselves in a challenging time as a reflection of what it is, but as an opportunity to remember what we've seen, what we've learned, and what we've come to know in the light. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, Josh, because what you're pointing to is that our journeys through dark times, through dark experiences... uh, our temporary experiences. The truth about us is that light that you're talking about, right? That, that true essence that shines itself in our life. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I, I know you're about to speak to this, but I, I love something Carl Jung once said. He said that there are some flowers that bloom only in the night. Right. In other words, we're creatures of the day, we're creatures of the light, but there's also something about who we are in the nighttime in the subjective, mm-hmm. and even the darknesses of our lives where there are things and fruits that can grow that couldn't just in the light. Right, exactly, exactly. So those times are important times for us, and what I've, I've um, been feeling into today and, and feel into in this teaching is that for me, the more I dance in the light in my life as a regular routine part of my daily living, the more I'm able to be with those moments that feel darker for me. Um, Because it's like a familiar territory then. What I think happens for many human beings is that we forget to do the things in our life that help us to experience the truth about our own light and the truth about the light that is here to support and sustain us at all times. And then when a moment comes that is challenging, we feel extra lost, extra upset, extra frustrated, extra pain because we don't have that core essence of who we are. So for me, this teaching, the things that Ernest Holmes and all these mystics have taught us throughout the ages cause me to say I'm maintaining my relationship with the light of my being throughout my everyday life for my own daily living, being able to bring it and share it and shine it and and express it. But I also know, and this is one thing I want to say, is that every human being I just looked down and saw a cat in the front row. (laughs) Every human being has moments of of what what we're talking about around darkness. If you've had them or are having them or may have some in the future, you're normal. 
This is part of the livingness of life. It's part of the dance of life. And it's an invitation, a constant invitation for us to, to grow and expand. And that's a huge part of what we're talking about. And the more we've made friends with the light, the more we can move ourselves through those challenging times of the darkness. And so one of my uh, first points today, I have a couple points I want to share. The first point is that uh, even in the darkness, there is light. Now this is true physically. Right now, if we turned off every single light in this room, please don't do it. <laughs> but if we did, if we did, it would appear to us that it was dark in here. And we may not be able to see the person in front of us. We may not be able to see things around us or see our, our way out of here. But the truth is, in the electromagnetic experience of light, there's still light in the room no matter how dark it gets. It's just that the human eye cannot see the spectrum of light that is in a darkened room. But it doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it's not there. And that, to me, has become a huge metaphor for my own life when I have moments that are darker for me, where I don't know the territory. I can't find my way through. I'm not sure what to do. I have emotional or physical pain, or I'm suffering in some way, shape, or form. What I remind myself a lot is no matter how dark it seems right now, there is still light. There is still light. I remind myself that even on a cloudy night where I can't see the stars, they're still there. On a cloudy day when the sun is obfuscated, it's still there. And in a dark period of livingness, that light that is the truth of me and the truth of everything and everyone is still here. Now, I don't say that to myself or anyone here to say, get rid of that darkness because the darkness has its place in our life. The darkness is an invitation. The darkness is the terrain of this human experience. But I say that to myself and others because by saying it and feeling it, I can feel a little part of myself bloom back into the light that is the truth of who I am. I was telling my husband Ken this morning on the way here that as we were driving to church, I've been having the last few days this... Um, low-level anxiety inside of me that I don't know what it's from. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it's about. And that's, a, that's kind of a new experience for me in my personal growth experience here. Usually when something's not flowing for me, I tend to be able to go, well, I'll bet it's about that, or I'll bet it's about that. And I can't figure it out. I f I've been feeling it at night. It's impacting my sleep. I was feeling it coming here today. I can't tell if it's mine, or if it belongs to someone I love, or if it, it's about the state of the world. I can't pinpoint it. And I just have to keep breathing through it. Anybody else have that experience? Okay. Whew. We're not alone in this, that's good. And I just have to keep breathing through it and reminding myself to stay with it, to stay the course, to trust the light that is at the core of my being, that it will be revealed to me, there will be clarity, and I will just stand in the truth of my own light and trust my own soul to lead me through this moment until clarity shows up, and then I'll be able to go, oh, that's what that's about. 
And until then, I'm going to meditate like I did this morning. I'm going to breathe deeply. I'm going to tell people about it. So if I'm acting weird around you, you'll know that there's this part of me that's kind of like on the alert right now. What's going on? And I'm going to trust that inner part of me to let it go. I like that. And you know, a big part that I get out of that is when I trust the light, I can befriend the darkness. Right. Or when I remember the light, I don't have to be afraid of the darkness. And so with something like anxiety that comes up, you know, my first instinct is, what's wrong? Right. What's the matter? What's yes. wrong with me? What's wrong with my life? And, and instead, what I hear you saying is, uh, I'm not going to make it something bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go into whatever this dark place is with the light in my being, uh, with curiosity, with curiosity. openness, with listening. And, and there may be a, a jewel in there to be embodied. Exactly. And what Ken and I talked about is that feeling that I may not know what's wrong right now, but something in me knows how to respond. And so I was saying to him, no matter what shows up, I'm going to trust that God in me can meet whatever challenge may be going on. And that's the greatest light there is, in my estimation. And that leads to my second point. Good job, Josh. That was a nice little segue. That, <laughs> that there are gifts in the darkness of our life. There are gifts if we are courageous enough to embrace them. And I will fully admit that there have been times in my life where I believed that this teaching and that I was only a good practitioner of this faith tradition, if everything that occurred, I could go, oh, that's just okay, everything's fine. I don't, I don't I like, like that voice. That's not a good yeah. voice. <laughs> so many years ago, I was in a, a phase where I was noticing my propensity to try to just avoid darkness, just to push it away and try to be as positive as I could immediately and just not look at it, just ignore it. And I, I started to ask myself, what if I was courageous enough to embrace the gifts that are there? And so I noticed that in my personal life, I was going through this period where I was working very late at my former church almost every night on projects or teaching classes. And I would come home and we had a little toddler and he would be in bed and, and my husband at the time was probably in, in bed sleeping because he was so exhausted from the toddler activities and they would go to sleep and turn all the lights in the house off and so I would walk into a, hor a horribly dark house so I would walk in from the garage where there was light and my eyes were fully attuned to the light close the door to my home and be immediately ensconced in darkness and it was even more dark because my lights my eyes needed to adjust and I would have these panic moments like where's the switch where's the switch I got to get the light on and I started saying to myself this is exactly how I'm behaving about these challenging times I'm in right now how could I be different and so I started challenging myself to come home every night and walk through my house in the dark and of course, there were things, the terrain of the house was familiar, so I could walk around this table and I could, I could remember, oh, the counter's there. Sometimes I would misjudge it and I'd walk into something and I'd be, oh, okay. Sometimes I'd step on a squeaky toy and I'd think, oh my God, we're going to wake the toddler up and I would just freeze. You know that feeling, I know you do. And so <laughs> then I would back off the squeaky toy and sometimes I couldn't see, sometimes I could see better in other rooms, but it became this practice for me that every night I would say to myself, I have the courage to walk through the dark. I have the courage to walk through the dark. No matter what I run into, I know I can recover. I have the courage to walk into the dark. And it wasn't always easy 
I admit it was, I would walk into walls occasionally. I was so tired, I'm sure that was part of it, but I also would misjudge things. And so what I encourage us to do is to remember as we've been talking about this light and have the courage, know that there are gifts that come from those dark moments and the gift isn't always what I get or how I resolve it. Here's the gift, isn't it? It's who we become in that journey. And who I became in that time as I challenged myself to walk through the darkness of my own home was a more courageous minister, a more courageous person who could meet the challenges that we were facing at that time that felt so dark and challenging to me and daunting. I, I love that. I love something else that Carl Jung said. He said, I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. Yes. And we can't always choose to have the lights on wherever nope. we are. Nope. And we have to find our way. I hope there was no falling down the stairs. There could be no, a don't try a, this at home aspect house. of this. Okay. No stairs <laughs> at all, thank goodness. But, but to, to, to remember, even in those, those dark times, that the light is working, that it's working yes. within us, and, and to trust that it, it's a part of our greater becoming. I love that. Mm -hmm. and, and part of what that takes is, is intuition. And so the yes. last point that I want to share today for how to see in the dark is to uh, develop your intuition. And so often we think of intuition as, you know, this gut feeling here or something that's in this um, part of ourselves. But I would love it if we were to embrace more of a concept of intuition, that it's a divine operating system that connects with every aspect of our being. Mm -hmm. And even in our relationships, even in our exterior life, that intuition is there, that soul awareness. It's not something contrary to rationality or logic or discernment, when they go together, we're really living a whole life. And that intuition especially helps in our darkest times. Uh, one brilliant member of our Adventure in Faith Committee, her name is Reverend Lauren Martin. She's right there. You want to stand and say hi to everybody? Look well, at that hair. And uh, I'm going to quote her from our Adventures in Faith material. So if you want to read the whole essay, it's in this week's material. She says, It is easy to miss the lessons and gifts that come from going through the dark forest, experiencing all the feels, fears, doubts, and insecurities, and following the light to the other side. But where does this light come from? And this, she concludes, The soul. The soul that emanates from within you and knows the truth of who you are and guides your way. What a wonderful definition of, defini of intuition. That it's the soul that remembers who you are. And the best thing that we can do is to prepare and practice and, and bring it forth in unique ways. Uh, another great source of wisdom in our church is the Reverend Kay Johnson. Yes. Uh, her and Reverend Linda Rangel are actually putting on a workshop next Sunday after church on intuition. So it was a great chance to uh, communicate with Kay. And she said that one of the points in the workshop, to give you a bit of a, of a preview, is to create space for intuition. Uh, she says that meditation is the best way to do this. Anything that allows you to be present, because being in the present, being fully present without depending on anything in the past is a kind of being in the dark. It is. It's a kind of not knowing. It really requires trust. And she shared a couple techniques that she'll be sharing at the workshop. One comes from our own Dr. Roger, uh, who said that he gets some of his best ideas for talks by free writing that he would sit and meditate for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, just grab a paper and pen and no punctuation, no capitalization, just, just write. And it's amazing uh, what intuition can come up, the, the, the big fish, the jewels that are within you, these grand ideas that are just waiting to come forth if we can create the space for them. 
She also suggests having a dream journal. To put a journal by your bed and to write a question before you go to bed about something you want to know or learn about. And then immediately when you wake up, get to writing. Mm. You know, it's, it's amazing, as, as they've sometimes said, the, the last great discovery is ourselves, to right. go into this inner world and to invite your soul to speak to you through images, through story, through feeling, through all of these different sources, to know just how much wisdom and light there is within us if we can create that space to bring it forth. And it will help us pragmatically in our lives. Uh, I, I've been so impressed by our kids moving through this pandemic time, our littlest ones, uh, all the way up through our teenagers and young adults, and uh, our son just turned 18. And, uh, and I'm also so impressed by, by the parents because we know that, that we had to move through dark territory, through yeah. unknown times. Your kids are sent home from school and they may not get back for months and they're on the Zoom doing the classes and some of them love it, but some of them it's not working at all. And things that you could normally do as a, a parent before are, are different now. Yeah. You know, did you finish your homework is now an uncompassionate question. <laughs> you know, as opposed to get home by 10, uh, it becomes, here's 10 bucks, get out of the house, go to 7-Eleven. You know, we've had to work through these and our kids have had to work through so much. And yet, you know, so many, it's been incredible to watch them graduate, yeah. you know, our son yeah. graduate, to, uh, you know, get into college, to um, discover their own resilience. And as parents, we want to protect our kids. You want to control a little bit. Is everything okay? And, and there's something about intuition that can let us know when to yield, when to trust, to say that there is wisdom in this person that I love. There's wisdom in me. There's wisdom in life that can help guide us through this dark experience and perhaps to even become someone greater because of it. Right. Yeah, become someone greater. Uh, Ernest Holmes says, when we find ourselves in a difficult situation, instead of becoming confused or fearful, let us stop for a moment. Get away from the argument that tells us that we do not know what to do. Get away from the argument that tells us we do not know what to do. And begin to affirm, there is a presence and power and intelligence within me that does know. Do you have a circumstance, a challenge, a dark area in your life where you've been asking yourself, what am I to do? Or I don't know what to do. Anybody? most of us here. Well, let, let, let's bring it to mind. Let's bring it to heart and affirm this statement together. There is a presence. There is a presence. And power and intelligence. And power and intelligence. Within me that does know. Within me that does know. Let's just open up to that possibility and you might be surprised and delighted about what comes forth. Holmes continues. There is a presence and power and intelligence within me that does know. The spirit within me is God, the infinite intelligence, the universal mind, the divine and perfect and complete wholeness. It knows and it knows in me and it does now guide and guard me. I think that all of this tells us and invites us to remember that we're all more filled with light than we realize. We are all more filled with wisdom than we may realize. And that a huge part of walking through these times in our lives that can be challenging is to surrender into that and to affirm that and to claim that and to accept that for ourselves. 
And one last thing that I'll add that I didn't add at the last service is to share it because I know that I get inspiration by hearing the stories that I get to hear from people in classes and people we talk with in this church to never hide our light under a bushel or our dark moments. Let us share with each other how we've walked out of dark times, how we've been able to, to step into our own wisdom because we can inspire each other in powerful and profound ways. So thank you for this wonderful adventure in faith, Reverend Josh, and thank all you, of Michelle. the committee and all of the beings who help make it happen. I feel blessed, don't you? Yeah, very blessed. We're going to step into prayer time now, so I invite our practitioner prayer partners to stand with us in this activity of prayerfulness. I invite us to imagine light right now, to imagine the light that spirit is, that source is, that life is, that God is, to imagine it permeating all creation to see and accept and affirm with me right now that no matter what may happening may be happening in the world of form, no matter what may be happening in the life of an individual or a collective group of people that is challenging and frustrating, that the light is always there. Let us affirm and accept right here and right now that that light that God is, is love, it is wisdom, it is the guiding force of existence. And today, we take a stand for that light. We allow ourselves to accept and affirm that we can individually and collectively walk through any moment that appears to be a moment of darkness, knowing and affirming and accepting that there is wisdom that is the light. It is the wisdom of our intuition. It is the wisdom of our past experience. It is the wisdom of our own wise voice within us that guides us. It is the wisdom of us that knows the truth about the light today and every day of our life and is able to be transcendent and allow conditions to be what they are and be fully with them while at the same time accepting and affirming the light of wisdom that is the transformative power always present to guide and light our way. We are that light. We are that lantern burning beautifully on our journey. And so we accept and affirm this together right now for ourselves, for every human on this planet, for every being everywhere, we accept and we resonate with the light and we see clearly in any dark moment. And I give thanks that this is the truth of us right here and right now for this message today and indeed for every message and every moment of our adventure in faith together. I accept and affirm that every word that has been spoken here on these Sundays, that every group experience, that every person who's been with the materials that we offered online has experienced an up-leveling of their own sense of themselves as light and that we walk forward as a community from this place today out into the world beyond Mile High Church in faith, as faith, we are blessed. And I give thanks that this is so right here and right now as I release this prayer 
gladly and willingly into that beautiful law that simply makes it so. We let go, we let God, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.